Wow, that is quite an intro. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so Pastor David so graciously entrusted me with uh, sharing with you this morning, and I'm excited about that. Um, one of the things that I just really love, I don't know about you, um, but I love to see people in their element, you know, whatever it is in their, uh, whatever their, their art is, it can be business, it can be actual art, you know, whatever it is. Um, I just love to see them in that space, you know? Um, so uh, one of my favorite things to do to see that is go to concerts, surprise. Um, <laughs> it's about music, but um, I love to go to concerts. Um, my friend and I, uh, Emily, actually just went uh, not too long ago, a few months ago, we went to see a John Mayer show. Um, so if you know him or don't know him, um, he's an incredible songwriter, um, singer, and guitar player. Um, and uh, could just you could just sit there and just listen to him play guitar for hours. Maybe you can't. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. Um, but it was really cool because it was a um, solo show, so like no band, nothing nothing else, just him and a guitar, right? Uh, or him and a piano at some points. Um, but so it was really special because you could really see his craft in such a unique way that you wouldn't um, if you had, if there was like a band behind him or something like that, right? Um, so it was so... It was so special. There was a lot of different types of guitars as well, if, you, if you're into that. <laughs> but um, the cool thing that I just loved about it was that as you leave an experience like that, I feel like it impacts you, you know, one way or another, whether you are impacted uh, when you're inspired or you're frustrated because um, you're probably never going to reach that level <laughs> um, of mastery. But either way, it impacts you. And so I think that excellence is that same way, you know, for, for each of us, um, excellence impacts us. And I think that one of the reasons that it does is that everything that we do communicates something, you know, um, how we do it, what we do, it all communicates something. Um, and so, um, it can communicate that, you know, uh, that you care really deeply about something or that, that someone cares deeply about it. Um, or it can also um, relay the opposite, right? Like you've had an experience, I'm sure we all have, where uh, you felt like, man, the, I feel like whoever was putting that experience together, it they did not care about it. <laughs> um, but either way, uh, we all recognize excellence when we see it or the lack of it, right? And so in our lives, it's, it's the same way, you know, how we, how we live, it impacts, it communicates. And so, um, so this week we're in, we're still in our uh, value series here at Trinity, um, and we're talking about excellence. And uh, one of the few reasons that I think excellence is really important for us here at Trinity, sort of that like aerial view of it, is that excellence itself communicates value, you know, um, it communicates what you value. Um, and um, I think in the kingdom of God, it's the same way, you know, um, what we what we do and how we do it communicates something about God. And so, um, so for us, this is a really, this is an important value. Um, so one of the reasons that it's important for us that um, we believe is that uh, first, it's for his glory. 
Um, and I think that, you know, as we even look at the beginning of Genesis and we look at creation and even just how God, um, how God created and how he laid things out, um, it's interesting because, and I never honestly thought about this before, but as you look at it, he really has like sort of a, a method to all of it, you know, like he starts with the light and the dark and the sky and the sea, and then he separates the land and the waters and, um, and then all the creatures in each of their, um, in each of their places, right? Um, and it's just, it's cool because even in the beginning of creation, you can see his intention and his excellence in how he even does things. He definitely couldn't create the fish without water to swim in, right? Um, so, um, so it's really, we see even from the beginning of creation how God values excellence and, um, and why he, um, and why even he created things to reflect his glory, you know, because ultimately he knew that it would point to him. Um, and so in Genesis 126, um, he actually says, so let's make man in our image, right? And, um, and this is a sermon for another time, but when he says our, he means the Trinity, right? So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so they say, let's make man in our image, like us, right? With our, um, our likeness, our emotions, our, um, our heart, you know, all of those things. And so, um, and even just how he says image, if you think about like, if you think of like a, a, a photograph, right? And if you take a picture of like a bridge, right? And you look at that picture, it's not the actual original. It's not the actual, um, you, you don't get quite the same impact maybe, um, but it points back to its original piece, you know? Um, and it reflects it. And so when we think about even who we are as human beings, um, you can kind of almost think of us as images that are all reflecting who God is, you know, and we reflect his glory in just simply being who we are because he created us to do that. And so, um, yeah, so creation reflects his glory and so do we. Um, and even maybe that term glory is a little, um, is a little ambiguous. What does that really mean? Um, the term glory of God, as defined by the Gospel Coalition, says the glory of God is the magnificence, the worth, the loveliness, and the grandeur of his many perfections, which he displays in his creative and redemptive acts in order to make his glory known to those in his presence. So what is the glory of God? Just simply put, it's the, the presence of God. It's the goodness. It's the beauty. It's the... Um, uh, the the essence of his goodness, right? And so um, and so he is put like Scripture says, we reflect his glory. He's put actually his glory in each of us to be seen. Um, and so, but why is excellence important to God? Right? Is it just for the fact that he um, that he just wants things to be done a certain way? Actually, so much deeper, and it's beautiful, but. I think excellence is important to God because it communicates the level of love that he has for his people, you know. Um, like we talked about earlier, everything communicates something. Um, and so for God, excellence communicates the depth of his love for us. And, um, 
and that's why it's so important to him because his heart is to be with his creation, right? It's to dwell with us, it's to love us, it's to um, be with us. And so, um, and so he created us with this like level of intention and excellence. And, um, and for us here at Trinity, our motivation, um, maybe even boiled down <laughs> for excellence, is to reflect the glory of God and to show others the depth of his love for them. Um, so excellence is for his glory, and excellence is also for our development. So there is this, uh, this article from a book called Cultivate, and um, in it, the author, she talks about this interview that she had with a master potter, uh, potter of clay and, and that sort of a thing. And um, she says, with a twinkle in his eye, he told me a story about being eight years old and learning to throw from his grandfather, a true master potter. One day after their lesson, his grandfather surveyed the young potter's work. He picked up one freshly shaped piece and held it tenderly, admiring its beauty and form. He celebrated his grandson with words that filled the boy's heart with warmth. The next piece the grandfather picked up and turned slowly in his hands. After admiring it, he lovingly pressed the soft clay back into a ball. The potter chuckled as he recalled the moment and he said to me, you just can't get too attached. He had learned from a young age to release failures and not let them define or stop him from pursuing greatness. It was because of his ability to see the love in his grandfather's actions that his work is now in museums all over the world. And she says, the father, speaking of Father God, is a kind teacher who celebrates our accomplishments and helps us not to be too attached to our failures as we learn and grow. He created us to be masters in our chosen crafts and to explore the unending supply of his grace needed to get there. As we choose to see the Father more clearly, we are able to feel his celebration over every choice we make toward mastery and ultimately toward likeness with the Father. Um, so excellence is for also for our development as people. God develops us as we kind of release those gifts that he's given us and, um, and use them, you know, and excellence kind of like um, she alludes to in, in this article, excellence is not about perfection, um, but it's about, it often it actually means failures, but those failures are a really a positive thing because they show that in your life you are growing and you're trying and you're working on it and letting, um, and letting God develop you in those things that he's given you. And so um, his love is what drives us to not let those failures stop us, but to keep going and to keep growing and using those talents and those gifts that he's given us, you know? And, um, and each of us, maybe this is new news for you today, maybe it's not, but each of us, God has given talents and gifts um, and unique ones at that. You know, they look different. They're in all different areas and all in different spheres of influence, but we each have them. And um, so we're going to look at uh, Exodus 31, and it's the story of um, this man named Bezalel, and he is the, um, he's in charge of building and um, overseeing the building of the tabernacle at the time. Um, so just a little bit of, uh, a little bit of background, a little bit of uh, backstory on this. So God's people um, from up until this point had been worshiping him in a tent. Uh, right? So 
they, they had the Ark of the Covenant there, which was to represent the, the presence of God, and they would go into the tent and they would worship, right? So now, though, there was going to be an actual building. They were going to build a tabernacle. So in this, though, there would be, you know, all types of different um, all types of different, like, intricate details that they were going to be building. So there's, like, wood carving. There's all these different um, metals that they're going to be working with and shaping, um, even, like, gemstones that they're, that they're installing. And so, anyway, so it's very, like, very specific work that they would have to be doing. So, obviously, that requires somebody who has the very specific uh, skills and talents to do that, right? So this is Bezalel, and this is where we find him. Um, picking up in verse 1, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, given him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. And I have personally appointed Ohaliab, son of Ahizamach, of the tribe of Dan, to be his assistant. Moreover, I have given special skill to all the gifted craftsmen so that they can make all the things that I have commanded you to make. Um, so a few things I think that we can learn from this passage um, that God kind of lays out as he's calling uh, Bezalel into this work is that first, God says that he fills him with his spirit, um, and that's important because, you know, we might have talents and we might have giftings, but if we don't have the spirit of God that's giving us, um, that's on us and in us and we're operating in that, um, they don't, they're not going to make that impact that they're created to, right? We need the spirit of God. We need his presence um, to, to anoint those things. And so, and then he says that he's equipped his mind and his character. So he's given him wisdom and understanding because I think, you know, if you have, you have talents and you have giftings, but you don't have wisdom and understanding on how to use them, they're also not going to be as effective, right? And so, um, and then he says that he's given him ability in all these different types of specific skills for this specific job. So there's like intention there, you know, um, and I think that God does the same for us. He gives us those specific skills for those specific places so that we can be, uh, so that we can use them for his glory and make an impact. And we can't leave out this last verse that talks about Ohliab because um, I think that not only does God give us these gifts and he gives us these opportunities and these places for us to use them, but he actually also surrounds us with people so that we can do the work together. It's not just us that, um, that goes alone, right? Because there's joy when you get to do it together. It's so much better. And so, um, and so these things are... are uh, key for, for Bezalel, obviously, but also for us. And I think that um, it's important for us that we not only use the gifts that God has given us, but like use them in the places um, that they're meant to be used in. We're, we're working in the place of our gifting. Um, we often say, if you've been to a Discover Trinity class, or uh, if you haven't, I'll give you a little quick preview. Um, we, we talk about, when we talk about serving teams, we say that, you know, if you uh, don't have the gift of singing on key, we're probably not going to put you on the stage. Um, hopefully I didn't crush any dreams here today. Um, but if that's not your gifting, 
we want you in the place that's of your gifting. Um, and, uh, and we just believe that that's important. And uh, the, the, uh, this idea, this concept is something that we like to refer to as the right seat on the bus, having the right seat on the bus. And, um, and really simply, that just means that you are uh, serving in the place of your passion. You're serving in the place of your gifting. Um, and, uh, and we believe that ultimately that's where you're going to make that most impact and you're going to uh, and enjoy it, you know. And so um, I think excellence is not just about um, how we do something, but actually what we do as well. Not just doing something or anything well, but doing something, um, doing the right things well. And in his uh, boat, oh, we're going to talk today. Um, in his book, Essentialism, Greg McCowan presents this concept to us um, that instead of doing more things, more and more things that we're doing the right things well, right? And he has this analogy of cleaning out your closet, um, but go with me for a moment because uh, we'll bring it all together. But he says, instead of asking, is there a chance I will wear this someday in the future, you ask more disciplined, tough questions. Like, do I love this? Do I look great in it? And do I wear it often? Um, if the answer is no, then you know it's a candidate for elimination. So some of you are sitting back and thinking, I know what I'm doing today, cleaning up my closet. Um, <laughs> but uh, obviously he's talking about eliminating things that are non-essential in our lives, um, right? But I think that it also applies to our giftings as well. And maybe something that, uh, maybe it sounds a little bit more like, you know, do I love doing this as I'm looking at the opportunities that I'm serving in or I'm doing? Do I love it? Um, am I gifted in this? Or is it something that I feel drawn or called to? And uh, we're not saying, and I'm not saying that you have to eliminate everything that you don't love to do because <laughs> I think that, you know, obviously there are things in our lives that we need to do uh, that we don't necessarily love but I think in the context of our giftings and, um, and serving in those places, it's important for us to look at that because um, I think God's ultimate heart and design for us is not to be in a place just to function, but in a place to enjoy it, in a place to thrive in it, in a place to grow. And, and that's his heart for us. And consequently, actually the place that we make the most impact. So, all right. So... Uh, excellence is for our development, and it's also for others. In 1 Peter 4, uh, in verse 10, Paul says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. And then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Um, so a couple of things from these verses uh, that I think are important are, first, Paul says, use your gifts well to serve one another, right? Use them well, serve one another. Um, and then also, what he says, whatever gift you have, do it to the best of your ability, whether it's speaking or helping or whatever it is, do it with all your strength, um, or translation, do it with excellence. 
Um, and I think what, what Paul is getting at here, and as he talks about in this, um, the end of verse 11, is that when we're excellent, we actually point to God. We reflect his image, right? And um, we create a platform for others to see the goodness of God through our excellence. And so we talked about earlier how excellence, um, everything communicates something, right? And so excellence is a universal language. Like, not everyone may understand the, the depths of spirituality. They may, not even, um, they may not even know the name of Jesus. They might walk in and not know, know much of, of what we do, but they will understand excellence. Everybody can understand that, and I think that um, our excellence communita- communicates to people, or it can communicate to people, um, what, what our values are. Um, and... Um, People respect, respect excellence, and it opens the door for them to see why. Why, why do we care about this so much? Um, and hopefully what they encounter is that they realize that we love Jesus so much that we give our best to him and that we give our best for them because we love them too. And, um, and this is important not even just for these walls, but in our own lives too, you know, like in our own workplaces, in our own schools, wherever it is, um, excellence builds a platform for God, you know, just try it and see. Um, I'm sure many of you already do, but it's, it's important because um, it's a way that just opens the door for others to see Christ in you and through you. And so we believe at Trinity that everything that we do from the greeters to, um, to the cafe team, to the creative arts teams, um, to, to all of those things, the, uh, the, the clean team, all of it really reflects um, our excellence, reflects what we, what we value, you know. And, um, and there's, so much that, there's so much that us on Sunday morning might not see. There's so many hours put in. There's so many... Um, incredible things, and um, I will put on the brag for my team this morning, the creative arts teams, that they are incredible. Their hearts are so invested in what God is doing here, and it manifests in their excellence. And so, um, and so it's important for us because we know that the power of excellence is that everyone, hopefully, who walks through the doors knows that they're valued by Jesus and that they're valued by us, ultimately. I'm going to ask uh, Lauren to come up. So we talked about how excellence is a way to communicate, um, but I think I believe as well that uh, excellence is a means of worship. And as we develop our gifts, they ultimately become our act of worship, you know, that we bring before Jesus because, first of all, he's worthy. And we could stop right there. We could all go home. He's worthy. (laughs) Um, but we also bring our excellence and we bring our gifts and, and just everything that we are um, because he gave his best offering for us. You know, he gave us Jesus, perfection itself. And how we, um, how we live and serve each other is our act of worship to him because he laid out the path of excellence before us, right? And for Jesus, it led to the cross, and for us, it leads us to worship. So here's the truth about excellence. There's a couple of things. 
first of all, excellence is not a value of perfectionism, at least for us. It is not a value of perfectionism. We don't serve excellence as our, as our ultimate goal. It's also not about showcasing our greatness. Um, look how great we are at these things or can do our abilities, whatever. It's not about that for us. And it's also not about being superior to others. Um, it's, excellence is not a place for that. But for us, a plus, uh, excellence is a place to highlight the greatness of God. His beauty, his work, his love, his plan. And ultimately, it's a result of pursuing Jesus. At the end of the day, if you hear nothing else out of this whole time together, this is it. That excellence is the result of pursuing Jesus with all that you have. Because he pursues you with all that he has. Can we, can we just say amen to that? That Jesus gave everything that he had on the cross and he still does daily to you. Um, and so I think that the, the least that, that we can give is our worship to him and our love for him. And ultimately that, that worship also might lead the people around you to do the same thing. I think there's no greater example of that excellence than the perfection of Jesus that was broken and covered in sin and brought to the cross so that he could show his depth of love for us. He covered us with so much more than we'll ever be able to give to him. Um, but our worship is how we just say, Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we thank you. So today you might find yourself in different places, you know, um, this might all be new for you and maybe you're just recognizing, wow, like God actually has a plan for my life and he has uh, gifts for me and he's uh, placed me in specific places. Maybe that's new for you today. Um, and if that's the case, maybe you just take a moment. We're going to pray here together in a minute, but maybe you just take a moment and just say, Jesus, just reveal yourself to me. Show me who you are. Show me who you made me to be. Um, or maybe today you're in a different place. Maybe others of you are sensing that I'm not really in the right seat. I feel like I'm not quite in the place that God has gifted me and that I have passion for and he set me up to do, right? And if that's the case, maybe you just take a moment and say, Jesus, where are you leading me? Where have you gifted me? What do I love to do? What have you placed in my life to do? Um, and just let him speak to you. Or maybe you are in that place. You feel like, yep, I'm, I'm in the right seat on the bus. I feel like um, I'm there, but I'm not seeing maybe the growth or the fruit that I would hope to see from that. Maybe response for you just looks like, Lord, direct me. What are my next steps? Where are you leading me today? Um, but I just want to encourage you wherever you are that there is deep levels of joy that Jesus has for you as you reflect his glory, as you use your talents, as you give what he's given you, there are deep levels of joy that Jesus has for you as you, sh as you share those things for those around you. Or maybe some of us are in a, a totally different place. Maybe, maybe you say, you know what? I am on the right seat on the bus. I feel like I'm pouring out, I'm giving, I'm functioning in my gifting and it's, and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And maybe your response today just looks like saying, Jesus, where are you challenging me? Where are you uh, asking me to step up and to step out and to grow, you know? 
um, because uh, I think if one thing that we know about the Lord, there is always more for us. There's always deeper and there's always more that he wants to show you and places he wants to take you. So this morning we're going to pray together. And as we do, um, just kind of just open your heart to just say, Lord, wherever you're speaking to me today, wherever I'm at, I just ask you to ask you to speak and to show me what that is. So let's pray together.